Welcome back, everyone. White Girl Squad. Uh, since recording my last episode and uploading literally two or three days ago, um, some things have happened that I couldn't wait to talk about. So here's a fun little extra episode called I Missed NBA Games for This? Really? Uh, so today we are going to be talking about my experience last night with Nipsey Hussle. Austin Promoters, and The Problem with Local Hip Hop. Um, Yes, this is a rant episode, so buckle up and get ready for a brutally honest ride from an outsider who has tried to pay her respect but has been kept out because I'm not a native to the capital city. And that may sound a little biased and a little self-centered, but you know what? I needed to make this episode because last night was crazy. Um, And not even crazy in a good way. It just is a little unbelievable. Um, and I feel like I have every right to give a actual depiction of the event that I went to. Um, but first make sure to show me some love in the iTunes podcast app by leaving a comment and rating this episode so it can be found easier in the iTunes store. We can add more people to our squad, uh, and make sure to follow me on Twitter, uh, at Sarah underscore Loretta. Um, so you can get access to new artists, uh, for your playlist, pictures of my dog and all caps tweets when the Cavs are losing and Ty Lu is not being the coach that we know he has no potential to be. Um, all right, let's get this party started with a little B.O.B. I figured that was only fitting, um, because I missed the incredible Celtics Rockets game last night and B.O.B. and Kyrie are a little similar believing the earth is flat so I figured it'd be kind of cool to connect both things uh so here is his track one day off of the album Underground Luxury And I'm gonna have to ask my mama for the keys to drive. With my brother riding in an old cutlass, black and mildly, whole roof busted. Well, who knows, maybe one day we'll have a little more. We'll finally shop somewhere else besides the corner store. My little sister say she gotta have a pair of D-Jaws, but right now they'll probably stop us before we hit the door. My uncle say that's how it is, where we come from. And if it weren't for bad luck, we wouldn't have none. Hard to tell the good days from the bad ones. If I could catch a shooting star, then I'd grab one. I grab one. I know one day. I won't have to wait in line I know one day I'ma get those keys to that new ride I know one day I'll be fine And I know one day I'll get mine And I know one day Hell, it might be Monday I remember feeling trapped and know I couldn't get out And when they laid my mama off, no it just did in the mouth Alright, now to premise this conversation I want to make a few things clear I want to make sure that everyone understands that I respect the OGs who are still running the Austin hip-hop scene. They're the ones that put Austin hip-hop on the map, and 20 years later, 30 years later, they are still trying to push the envelope and get the respect that local artists deserve, just like any other city in the U.S., like Houston or Cleveland or... Miami or Toronto or anywhere else that local artists are coming up that have a respectful rap game. I really respect the individuals of the Austin hip hop scene. 
I'm not going to name names, so don't tweet at me and asking, you know, who I'm talking about today. Um, But these guys really have paved the way for some artists, especially there's such a tight connection between Houston hip hop and Austin hip hop. And we always have Houston rappers coming to support shows. Um, You know, I covered the show back in December called The Trill Last Christmas, um, and that was Kurt Cobain's Kill a Kyleone. you know, and they, they're from Houston, right? But they came out to support an Austin-centered event. Um, and just like the event that I went to last night, you Slim Thug was there. And Slim Thug is a pretty pretty large name out of Houston um, who has done a lot with artists like Beyonce, Killa Kai Leone. He's had, you know, rap groups called the Boss Hogs. Um, yeah, so... You know, I definitely want to make sure that people understand that this is not a I hate the Austin scene. It's more of a I don't understand the Austin scene, which is making me really frustrated. Um, So then I also want to make it clear that I absolutely love Nipsey Hussle. I have talked about him plenty of times on this podcast. I shout him out on my Instagram and I've talked about his new album multiple times on my Twitter. Um, And so this is not also directed just at him and his team, Um, but it is kind of at him now. Uh, After this morning, this is partly why I'm making this episode. Um, But I just want to make those clear that I respect anyone who is in the industry, regardless of what your position is, whether you're a promoter or you know, your management or you're an actual artist, um, or your press like I am, uh, you know, and I understand that press is not necessarily a loved position in the industry. You know, you can either be loved or be hated. You know, if we take Charlemagne the God and Joe Budden, you either love the two of them or you absolutely hate them because they tell it like it is. And I really, I really look up to Charlemagne the God and Joe Budden, not just because Charlemagne really helped kick off my career in the industry. Um, You know, he basically had retweeted a review of his memoir that I had written, and that kick-started me writing and being a journalist. Um, You know, but I respect them because they don't just put these artists on pedestals just because they sell you know, 50,000 copies or because they are selling out arenas, they're telling it like it is because we're all still human at the end of the day. And just because you're a celebrity doesn't make you higher than everyone else. Um, so I want, I just wanted to say that. And now we can get into the actual story of the Nipsey Hussle album release party and all the NBA games I missed to go to this event. About a week and a half ago, one of my coworkers let me know about this show and because he knows the people who are running the show and had seen it, you know, kind of going around Facebook and I hadn't heard anything about this show. So first and foremost, it was very much a low key, almost private local event. Um, I had not seen anything on the internet and I follow, I follow Lando Records. I follow Nipsey Hussle, you know, and I had seen nothing about this show. And so my coworker had let me know about it. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, I want to go to that. I love Nipsey Hussle. Victory Lap is an incredible studio album. Like he did so good on it. Um, and tickets were like 25 bucks. They were 30 with tax, right? 
So I, you know, I don't really like paying that much for shows. If it's in a really small venue, I don't think that expensive of a ticket is worth it. Um, I don't know. I, I have mixed reviews about ticket prices in general, but, um, but so 25 bucks for the show, I was like, you know, Saturday night, sure. I'll go, I'll cover it. Um, you know, put out an, put out an article about it kind of as a follow-up to the album release, um, you know, and just go and have a good time. Like, you know, and when I go to shows, I don't usually go with anyone, um, because I, you know, you don't know who you're going to meet. I'd rather network if I get the opportunity, um, you know, and you want to take in the show instead of just always having a good time and, you know, having a drink and, you know, just being in the moment, I go to shows to build my professional network. Um, and so, you know, I said, sure, I'm going to go, this will be really cool. Not really sure what it's going to entail, but I knew Nipsey Hussle was going to perform. Um, so leading up to, I want to maybe, I guess, make this pretty known too. um, leading up to the show, like at least all day yesterday, I was so stoked for this event. Um, you know, I was tweeting about it. I was so excited and, you know, I was watching all these Nipsey Hussle, uh, interviews that he had done with like, you know, the breakfast club. And he had been on a couple other things since the album dropped on the 16th of February. And so I was like, you know, I know the guy, I know the team that is promoting the show. They let me, you know, meet and interview Kilakai Leon. Maybe I can get them to help me meet Nipsey and I can do, you know, a quick, like three question blast interview to kind of final out you know, finalize my piece. And so I'd gotten all these interview questions prepared because I didn't know what the environment was going to be. I had never been to this, to this venue before. So I really had no idea what to expect. Um, you know, I was, I was like, I'll do some film for it. I'll, you know, I'll just cover it. I'll cover the local artists that start. Um, because the thing with Austin shows, if, and it's, I guess mainly with this promotion team, they like to tie in local artists with whoever the big act is. And so for the first like two hours of the show, once the doors open, it's just like these random up and coming rappers from Austin getting on the mic. And there's really no format. There's you know, this host guy who's screaming into the mic that you can't understand, mainly because this this venue, the acoustics were horrible. And so you couldn't hear anything after being in that venue for like 10 minutes. Um, but so there's all, you know, these shows usually always have local kids and their little squads up on the stage doing their thing. And that's kind of a nitpick I have in general is... I don't understand why upcoming rappers have to fill the stage with their squad. Like why they just can't perform and practice being on a mic and practicing their tracks and their flows and their lyricism. Why it's why it's this like weird you made it experience and you have to have 30 people on stage with you just standing there. It makes no sense to me. Um, but that's just not the environment in hip hop that I grew up in. Um, you know, in Cleveland, that's really not a thing. Um, and that's something that I've really witnessed here in Austin. Um, but so, yeah, so I get to the venue 
And DJ Grip, who he's from Houston, he's more of like a party DJ. He's very much an air horn DJ, um, but he's cool. You know, he picks really good tracks. He does, you know, a good mix of like things are that are really popular, like God's Plan by Drake, you know, to like non as known hip hop from Texas. Um, and so I really, you know, I think that's really cool. Um, but so, you know, these, these rappers are coming on stage and this one guy, he introduced himself as traffic Lee. And I was like, I just, what? I don't understand where you came up with that name, but the crowd, no one knew who this kid was. And he kept screaming at people to move closer to the stage. And, you know, granted, I was pretty close because I was going to try and get some footage of everyone, you know, do this like montage, this montage thing. But anyway, uh, he kept yelling at everyone to move closer to the stage. And he was getting upset that people weren't at the level of hype that he wanted them to be. And so two different tracks, he made the DJ restart the track. And he, you know, kept saying, you guys aren't ready for this. We're going to start this over. Um, and I, I think that there's a line between being, you know, cocky and genuinely wanting the crowd to get hyped because then that you as an artist, that makes you hyped. And, um, you know, so that was like really, it was really annoying to me. Um, and I didn't appreciate that, but then, after that, uh, Slim Thug and a couple of his rapper squad people, I don't know the one guy's name, uh, but Slim Thug has a group, right? Like he is a solo artist, but he also works collaboratively as a group with some people out of Houston. Um, you know, and they were hanging out and they maybe played two or three songs and then just like the, not Slim Thug, but the guy that was with him somebody started talking shit in the crowd or maybe it was someone on the corner of the stage. I couldn't see because there were so many people on stage. I mean, you might as well have just created like a circle pit on the floor and had the two rappers in the middle. I mean, that's how many people were surrounding this artist. And I like Slim Thug. I think that he, you know, for a Texas rapper, he's really cool. He's, you know, part of the this doesn't make him cool, but he's part of the group that started the whole purple drink epidemic. Um, and he's the reason, you know, they were all sipping the purple Kool-Aid, um, which is basically like cough syrup and Sprite. Um, and it was killing a ton of rappers and, you know, they were overdosing. Um, and, uh, and Slim Thug's kind of one of the pioneers of that trend out of Houston. But, uh, but the guy he was with started talking shit and then they all just like walked off stage two or three songs in and I had no idea what was going on and I'm like okay so now we're back to just having a DJ like there were these huge 30 to 45 minute intervals where that nothing was happening but a DJ playing and for a $30 ticket I was pissed off before like the Nipsey stuff even started like I was like I don't even want to be here anymore I don't even care that I paid for the show like this is not enjoyable to me and you could tell that people in the crowd were like, what the fuck is going on? Like we had, you know, they had no idea how to react because the people who were performing on stage were so negative the whole time. And I don't know if that has anything to do with, you know, maybe the group that put this show on weren't doing their best or, you know, maybe some other things were going on, but it just, 
I have never been to a show that I saw a crowd so open and so openly not enjoying hours of music. Um, so Kill Slim Thug, then, you know, a couple other people got on stage. They weren't exactly memorable, but also like I couldn't hear. And so, you know, maybe their lyricism was really good. I know that they introduced themselves. One guy, you know, threw his Instagram and Twitter and YouTube out there, but I have no idea who it was. I couldn't find him after to follow up. Um, so then it's, you know, it starts getting packed. So at this point, it's 12.30, 12.45. I had been there since 9 o'clock. And, uh, and then the DJ and this, like, host dude start, you know, getting on the mic. Nipsey Hussle's in the building. Nipsey Hussle's in the building. He's going to be playing soon. You know, because the other thing is that how these shows work is that they're also being promoted live on the radio station. And so the DJ is always, you know, he's he's live on the radio as these shows are happening. Um, and so they have to kind of promote, you know, the main event, you know, periodically as, as the show goes on. Um, and that's happened a lot. You know, it happens a lot at South by, um, all of these events that I've gone to from this specific promotion event company group, this has always happened this way. So it's like, I get it. That's fine. But at like 1245, they're like, Nipsey House is in the building. So I'm thinking, okay, he's going to perform for an hour. Like, it's his party. You would think that he would actually be there hanging out, performing. I, you know, I'd never been to an album release party. And so I wasn't exactly sure, like, what to expect anyway. Like, maybe he'll, you know, play his whole album or maybe you know, he'll play highlight tracks and then a few older tracks. Like I really had no idea what to expect. So one o'clock hits, they've, they're still, you know, Nipsey hustles in the building, Nipsey hustles in the building. One, one twenty-five. they're like, uh, the DJ gets on the mic and he goes, he's not going to play until you. And then he like cut out and you couldn't hear anything. And then at one forty, the DJ starts playing, um, this track from Nipsey Hussle's, uh, which album is it? Yeah, so he starts playing this track off of the new single. Um, but like, it seemed like it was more of a let's get hyped for him to get on stage. And the single had come out, um, you know, way before the album had dropped. Um, but then, like, randomly, everyone starts leaving the, like, the the floor, right? Like, where everyone stands, like, in front of the stage. Everyone starts go- moving over to the VIP area because Nipsey Hussle's hanging out in VIP. And he takes over from the recorded track and starts randomly inserting lines from the song as he's, like, pouring drinks and hanging out. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, he didn't, like, literally, he did not even go on stage. So how this venue is set up is it's basically like, it looks like a gym auditorium. Or like, you know, in elementary school, how you had like a stage in your cafeteria. You know, like, that's what it was. And so he's in this little VIP section. There's maybe four or five tables there. 
And all these people are like pushed up against this, like basically like this weird divider thing. Um, you know, it's like a bar top, right? Like you could put your drinks. It's like a long wooden stool thing. I don't know. Um, and he's like not even doing anything. And when I say he's not doing anything, I put a video on my Instagram, same handle as my Twitter, Sarah underscore Loretta, um, except for there's double A's at the end of Sarah and double A's at the end of Loretta. So you should go check that out. But he was just randomly inserting these words, you know, and just being like, album's out now. And then they would cut it. And he played literally three songs. Um, I just... I don't know. I was so disappointed because not only did I pay $30 for the show, but I have been a big fan of Nipsey Hussle for a long time. And it was just really disappointing because I feel like he could have really impacted the Austin local natives or, you know, anyone at the show, whether you're from Austin or not, like he could have really done something awesome with this show because he's doing an album release prior to an album that's been out for two weeks. Like he could have made this a really cool event, you know, whether that was, you know, more intimate, he could have met with fans. He could have, you know, there's so many things that he could have done, but he didn't. He played three songs and then his crew, his squad ushered him out the door. He didn't stay for pictures. I mean, he was in the VIP area with people who bought hundred dollar VIP tickets and he didn't even like take pictures with them nothing I mean he the third song ended he said that's it we're out we're done so you know come support and that was it they ushered him out the door and he was gone and a bunch of us were standing around you know I didn't know these people but we all kind of looked at each other and we're like really that's it like what the fuck And at this point, it's two o'clock and in Austin, um, bars close at two. And so they kick you out. Like, it's not like, you know, if the show isn't over yet, you get to stay like two o'clock lights go on. That's it. We're done. Um, and that's what had happened at the Trillast Christmas show back in December, uh, was that Kurt Cobain's refused to play. So they kept pushing back, pushing back, pushing back because the show was mainly for him and, uh, Kill Kyleon maybe got 20 minutes on stage to close out the show. And, you know, he tried to kept, he tried to keep playing, but the venue that this, that, that show was at, they don't like hip hop there period. And so they're like, no, like get off the stage. It's two o'clock. Like you're done. And so the Snipsy hustle thing, I was like, well, it's two o'clock. Like he's done clearly like And so on the way home, I tweeted him, or maybe I was still in the parking lot. I don't know. But at some point after I got in my car, I tweeted him and it was like, I don't know why you bothered to come to Austin if you were only going to play three shows. Or I said, I don't know why you bothered to come. Like that show wasn't worth it. And I'm mad. Like as a fan, it's not even that I was press and that I was going to be doing a write-up on this event. But it was more of like, I'm a fan first. And if I couldn't afford that ticket and I decided, you know, to pay 30 bucks for a ticket because this is my favorite rapper instead of, you know, buying healthy food or something, of course you're going to be pissed. I think anyone would be mad if they spend more than 15 bucks, which is an average 
show ticket in Austin, you're going to spend that much money on a show. It better be worth it. And I feel like he just didn't care as an artist who has fans in other cities other than LA. He didn't give a shit that we were all there for him. And I think that's what made me the most mad is that I just like, I wanted to see, you know, as a fan, we all have like certain songs that we want the artist to hear. So clearly, you know, I went into this and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get to see him perform Hustle and Motivate. It's one of the new songs on his album if you haven't listened to it. Um, and I was just really disappointed because I feel like my night was wasted. I waited four and a half hours for a dude to play literally three songs because he was too good to play anything else or show up earlier. You know, of course, I don't know exactly what was going on in the background. You know, maybe they didn't have the alcohol he wanted, so he refused to perform because I've actually, that's what happened with Kurt Cobain's. Um, You know, but there's all these factors and I get that. But once you do get on stage, you should make the time worth it and not be a rapper who acts higher and mightier than his fans because he's literally interviewed i watched an interview with him on the breakfast club where he said this whole album was geared towards these kids that are in gang neighborhoods to let them know that like you can make it you can make it out you can do something with your life if you want to be in the industry and that's that is what's so frustrating and shocking is that nipsey hustle let his record deal go to be an independent artist. He's done, he talks so much about it that he's done so much research and he's gone to seminars and to really learn the business so he could be successful. But then he acts like this and I just, I don't understand. Like, you're not that, you're not, you're not Hove. You're not, you know, Diddy. Like, you, even them, like, they are the top two people in the game. They're, you know, in this weird race to, having a billion dollars but they're still humble like you know and I just I feel like it was such a disservice to his fans the way that the show went um so yeah so basically I tweeted him and um somebody had seen the tweet on you know I guess they're following me in timeline and they're like well what happened and I said I literally point blank was like he showed up 20 minutes before the door before the venue closed played three songs and that was it. Like I, you know, I wasn't like, oh, fuck this dude. Like he's a shitty rapper. Like I never said anything like that. It was literally, this was a horrible event. It went terribly, but I didn't even say it that way. I was just like, well, this sucks. And Nipsey Hussle blocked me as of like a couple hours ago. So I just felt like that's really shitty too, because I have given nothing but love to him on the internet and I'm allowed to be upset if I paid so this much for a show. And I'm just thinking about people who are in VIP. Like, really? You paid 70, 80 bucks to sit at a reserve table to see a show or at least think you're going to see a show and then it doesn't even happen. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, and then I also realized too, and I, this is just more of a quick note overall because, again, I really do, I really do respect this group of people that are putting these shows on because if they didn't do it, Austin really wouldn't have hip hop. Um, but you know, I realized last night that if you are not a native to Austin, you 
are not really welcome at these shows. Um, and I am saying that in the nicest, unbiased way that I can. So please do not think that I am, you know, pinpointing certain culture or anything because I am very much a lover of hip hop. Um, clearly I'm in it. Um, but these shows turn very much into a neighborhood block party. Everyone knows everyone. And if you don't know anyone, you probably shouldn't be there. Um, because it turns into this big, like, we're all drinking, we're all going to get back together. Like, it just seems like it's just a get together and not a professional growth kind of business venture, you know? And I think that that's something that I've seen is that this group, you know, they're happy. They're really proud that they put these shows on, but I think that's where it kind of stops is they're happy people bought tickets. The Nipsey Hustle show was sold out. Um, and that's really something to applaud is that you sold out a venue. Um, but they don't seem to care if it ever leaves Austin. And that's, I think, the issue that I have is that because I do have connections in L.A., I do have connections, you know, and I have connections in New York. I have connections in Miami. Yeah, I maybe don't necessarily use them all the time, but they're there if someone wanted to get out of the capital, right? And knowing that I'm coming to this event, I feel like, you know, you should at least be like, hey, press is coming, or hey, you never know who's going to be there, seeing that Nipsey is signed to Atlantic Records. You never know who's going to show up to these shows, so we should do it a certain way, right? Like we should be professional. This shouldn't be a neighborhood block party. And I just feel like such an outsider, even though I know the people running these events because they act like they don't know me when I, you know, I nicely say, hi, I don't take too much of your time. It's just like, Hey, how are you? You know, awesome show. Glad you put it on. And I leave it at that. And it is like, I don't even matter. And that's fine. Like with press, you're either loved or you're hated, but you should still be ready in case someone shows up that is not in the normal ATX squad. Um, and I'm just going to leave that there because I don't want to go down a rabbit hole and, you know, bury myself for the connections that I do have. But I will say that I am really disappointed in the show that happened last night. I was disappointed at the last show in December, um, but I didn't pay for that show. I was strictly press, and, you know, you get what you get when you're just getting a free ticket. But I was a fan first and foremost last night, and I wasn't happy. Um, and again, I missed some incredible basketball last night for this. You know, I watched the highlights on Twitter as I was waiting for these shows to start, but, uh, yeah, I definitely pretty pissed I missed the Celtics-Rockets game watching it live, right? Um, the Cavs, we lost. We lost to the friggin' Nuggets. Like, I don't even know how that even happens. But, uh, but yeah, so questioning. <sighs> I missed NBA for this, guys. And I'm really curious to see what you think about my experience. So let me know on Twitter. Uh Make sure to rate this. Comment. Comment in the podcast app what you think about this episode. I forget that you can do that. Um, 
yeah, and I will see you guys later this week. And I think that's it. I'm going to go listen to some new music for you guys. Um, So I'll see you all later. Bye.